the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The blessed hope of every believer. Titus 2.13 says we should be looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. That's our blessed hope. That one day Jesus Christ is going to descend in the clouds. Our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will descend and will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. That's the blessed hope of every believer, that one day Jesus Christ will come for us and take us to heaven to be with him before God pours out his wrath. Did you know as Christians that there is a joy of expectation when Jesus returns for the ones that love him? It's called the blessed hope. God knows exactly the day and the hour that he will come back for his people in this world. He also gave wisdom to prophets in foretelling this return. Pastor Dan outlines and brings a prelude to this coming in the book of Zephaniah. In today's message, the prophet Zephaniah gives us a great revelation that is not only relevant in his time, but for us as believers right now. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Zephaniah chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Zephaniah chapter 2, let me pray for us as we get into the Word. Lord, we thank you so much for your Word. It's always such a joy, Lord, to open your Word together and to hear from you and to hear your voice, Lord. We pray and ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your Word, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we actually began the book of Zephaniah. Uh, We made it through chapter 1, but I just want to give you a little bit of a review because I'm thinking... You may not remember what Zephaniah chapter 1 was all about. So Zephaniah was the last prophet before the Babylonian exile. We saw in chapter 1 verse 1 that he was part of the royal family. He ministered and prophesied in the days of Josiah the king. And in the days of Josiah the king, Josiah brought a great spiritual reform to the nation And there was something of a revival that took place under King Josiah. The nation turned back to the Lord, but it was only surface deep and it was temporary. Once Josiah passed off the scene and died, the nation turned away from God again. And Zephaniah prophesied about the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord. That's the theme of Zephaniah. The judgment of Judah at the hands of the Babylonian Empire was imminent. And Zephaniah used that pending judgment to look ahead to the day of the Lord. And what will happen to Judah at the hands of the Babylonians will happen is a picture of what will happen to the entire earth and the entire world in the day of the Lord. 
So this prophecy, as with many prophecies that we've looked at in the Old Testament, it has a near fulfillment and it has a far fulfillment. The near fulfillment will be the Babylonian conquest of Judah. The far fulfillment will be the time of the tribulation period that will come upon the earth in the future in the day of the Lord. You have the crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ, and then the beginning of the church age. We are currently living in the church age. The church age will end with the rapture of the church when Jesus descends in the clouds, and we are caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord, and Jesus comes and takes his church to heaven. Then some point after the rapture of the church, you have the seven-year tribulation period that begins And that begins the day of the Lord, beginning with the seven-year tribulation period. Some people include the rapture of the church in the day of the Lord. That's okay, too, if you want to. I begin it with the seven-year tribulation period. The seven-year tribulation period, remember, that's when God pours out his wrath and his judgment on this God-forsaking world. And that lasts for seven years. And that's described for us in Revelation chapters 6 to 19. In detail, and then at the end of the seven-year tribulation period, Jesus Christ returns to the earth in glory and great power. He establishes his kingdom on the earth, the millennial reign of Christ, the kingdom age for a thousand years reigning as king of kings upon the earth. And then at the end of that, you have the great white throne judgment, the new heaven, the new earth, the eternal state, and we all live happily ever after with Jesus Christ. It's called the day of the Lord because right now we're living in the day of man. Man is ruling the world without God. That's why the world is such a mess. One day, God will interrupt history and the day of the Lord will begin. In the Old Testament, the phrase, the day of the Lord, most often refers to the seven years of tribulation That will come again when God pours out his wrath on this God rejecting rebellious world described in Revelation chapter six to 19. Look back in chapter one at verse 14 of the description of the day of the Lord. The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hastens quickly. The noise of the day of the Lord is bitter There the mighty men shall cry out, the day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of devastation and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet and alarm against the fortified cities and against the high towers. Again, we see here, it is the day of the Lord's wrath, the near fulfillment for The time of Zephaniah will be the Babylonian conquest. The far fulfillment will be the tribulation period. And now that brings us to chapter 2. After telling the people of Judah that the great day of the Lord is near. And that day is coming quickly. It's imminent. He tells them what they should do in response. In chapter 2 verse 1. Gather yourselves together. Yes, gather together O undesirable nation, before the decree is issued, or the day passes like chaff, before the day of the Lord's anger comes upon you, seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth, 
who have upheld his justice, seek righteousness, seek humility. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. He tells them in response to this news now, he tells them to gather themselves together. He says, before the decree is issued, before God begins to pour out his wrath, before God's judgment comes down upon the nation. Twice here, he says, gather yourselves together. Three times he uses the word before. Before the judgment begins. God has told us his judgment is coming to give us the opportunity to gather together and seek the Lord. Before his anger comes upon us. He says, gather together and seek the Lord before the day passes like chaff or before the time to repent is gone. In other words, there isn't much time. In verse 3, he says, seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth. So he's not speaking to the arrogant. He's not speaking to the prideful. He's not telling them to seek the Lord because they won't seek the Lord. It's because of the arrogant and the prideful that the nation was in so much trouble. But he says to the meek, he tells them, those who have upheld his justice, those who have done what's right and just in God's eyes. He's speaking to the remnant of believers. He's speaking to the faithful in the nation. He's telling the believers in the nation that has gone off the rails. He's telling them, you gather together. You seek righteousness and humility. You humble yourselves before God on behalf of the nation. While you have this window of time, before God's judgment begins, this is good instruction for us. You look at what is happening in our nation. Every week it's something new, isn't it? You look at the perilous times that we're in. You look at the hatred. Look at the the immorality, the violence, the division, the uncertainty, the lawlessness. The inhumaneness we see, the evil. And the Bible says that all these things will characterize the last day. All these things will take place and they will abound, the Bible says, leading up to the day of the Lord. And so what do we do as believers? Well, Zephaniah tells us we gather together with other believers and we pray and we seek the Lord on behalf of our nation. Washington, D.C. doesn't have the answers. No legislation will answer the problems that we have. The problems can't be fixed by politicians, if we haven't figured that out yet, or by new laws. The problems, as we've said all along, the problems are spiritual. And there needs to be a revival in our nation, a turning back to God. And so we, as the believers, right, we, as the believers, we seek the Lord for our nation. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. I know you know that verse. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. If my people, my people, if my people, will pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive, and I'll heal their land. God's the answer. 
God's the answer to our problems. Just as we looked at last week in our time of praying and fasting together, Isaiah 64, where Isaiah cries out to God, Oh, would you rend the heavens and come down? God needs to come down and revive us. And it's God's people who are called to seek the Lord on behalf of the nation. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now the prophet Ezekiel, Ezekiel was a prophet in the captivity. So he writes after the Babylonians have conquered the nation and they're in captivity in Babylon. In Ezekiel, so he's writing after this judgment comes down that Zephaniah is warning us about in Ezekiel chapter 22, verses 30 and 31. So this is after the fact. Ezekiel 22, verses 30 and 31, God said, I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. He goes on to say, therefore, I have poured out my indignation on them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath, and I have recompensed their deeds on their own head, says the Lord God. So here's Zephaniah before the wrath comes down, before the judgment comes down. He says, seek the Lord while you can. He says, gather together and seek the Lord before the Lord's fierce anger comes upon you. Ezekiel is writing from captivity and in captivity, God says, I was looking for just one man who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land so that I wouldn't destroy. And there was no one. And so they don't take Zephaniah's advice here. Look at verse 3 again. Seek the Lord. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. It may be that the Lord will protect you from the day of his wrath. It reminds me here of what the king of Nineveh said back in the book of Jonah. You don't have to turn there. But when Jonah proclaimed to the people of Nineveh that judgment was coming down. The king of Nineveh ordered everybody in the kingdom to fast and pray and repent of their sins. And then he says, who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? And here with Zephaniah, it's a similar thing. It may be that the Lord will protect you from the day of his wrath. You may be hidden. And the day of the Lord's anger. Now, in regards to the tribulation period, the church will be hidden from the day of the Lord's anger by the rapture of the church. Before the tribulation begins, Jesus will come for his church and take us to heaven. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9, Paul says, For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. 
God will protect us from the wrath that is to come. We'll not be here on the earth when God pours out his wrath on this world. We'll be with the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. This is what the Bible calls the blessed hope of every believer. The blessed hope of every believer. Titus 2.13 says, We should be looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's our blessed hope. That one day, Jesus Christ is going to descend in the clouds. Our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will descend and will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And thus, we shall always be with the Lord. That's the blessed hope of every believer. That one day, Jesus Christ will come for us and take us to heaven to be with him before God pours out his wrath. We're described as ambassadors of Christ in the Bible. And even in our modern time, before a nation starts bombing an enemy nation, they take their ambassadors out of there. They order their ambassadors to leave. And there is coming a time when Jesus Christ will descend and with a shout and with the trumpet of God, he's going to order his ambassadors to leave this God forsaken world before he pours out his wrath. So now we come to verse 4. We're only on verse 4. In verse 4 through 15, Zephaniah now speaks of the judgment of the nations that surrounded Israel geographically. Israel was surrounded by enemies on every side. In verses 4 to 7, the Philistines that were to the west of Israel are addressed. In verses 8 to 11, Moab and Ammon, which were to the east of Israel, are addressed. In verse 12, Ethiopia, which was to the south, is addressed. Verse 13 to 15, Assyria, which is to the north, is addressed. And these nations will be judged because of their treatment of the people of Israel and of the nation of Israel. Remember the covenant that God made with Abraham as part of that covenant, God said, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. These nations were a curse to Israel. And so they'll be judged because of their treatment of God's people, Israel. Now, the Bible tells us that all the nations of the world will be judged for their treatment of the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. All the nations of the world, including the United States, every nation will be judged based on how they treated God's people, Israel. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus said, when the son of man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And it goes on in Matthew 25 to tell us that the basis of the judgment of the nations will be how they treated the brethren of Jesus Christ the Jewish people. So all the nation, like Israel is the most important nation in God's economy. And all of the judgment of the nations will come down to what did you do with Israel? What did you do with the Jewish people? How did you treat them? And so verse four, for Gaza shall be forsaken and Ashkelon desolate They shall drive out Ashdod at noonday, and Ekron shall be uprooted. Woe to the inhabitants of the seacoast, the nation of the Cherethites. The Cherethites, the Philistines originally came from the island of Crete, and that's what this is referring to. They settled in the coastal plain of Israel. 
The word of the Lord is against you, O Canaan, land of the Philistines. I will destroy you, so there shall be no inhabitant. Now, these are all Philistine cities that are mentioned in verse 4 that were along the coast, the Mediterranean coast. And as you know, the Philistines were the best known enemy of Israel. Israel was unable to defeat the Philistines and drive them out of the land when they entered the promised land. And the Philistines remained a constant threat to Israel. And God will use the Babylonians to destroy the Philistines. When the Babylonians invade that region, they're also going to conquer the Philistines. Now, just a couple of things I want to point out here. In verse 4, God says, they shall drive out Ashdod at noonday. And the idea here is that it will only take a half a day to conquer Ashdod. God says, you know, I'll drive him out before lunchtime. <laughs> we can go get a falafel afterwards, you know, kind of thing. Now, if you're a note taker and a Bible nerd, at the time that Zephaniah wrote this prophecy, at the very time that he wrote this prophecy, Egypt was in the midst of a 30-year siege against the city of Ashdod. So the Egyptians, of course, were one of the most powerful armies in the world, and it took the Egyptian army 30 years to conquer Ashdod. That's going on as Zephaniah writes this, and God says, I'll drive them out before noon. You know, in Psalm 20, it says, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. The Egyptians, they trusted in their chariots and their horses and their military, and it took them 30 years. To conquer Ashdod. God can do in a matter of hours what it takes man a generation to accomplish. So it's better to trust in the Lord. The city of Ekron that's mentioned here in verse 4. The city of Ekron was so completely destroyed by the Babylonians. That its location was unknown until the late 20th century. They couldn't find it. In 1997. The location of Ekron was identified when archaeologists were excavating an area and they found a 220-pound stone that had an inscription on it and the stone was a dedication stone dedicating a temple to a Philistine god and the inscription mentions the name of the Philistine king who built the temple and the name of the location of the city in which the temple stood, the city of Ekron. It's very, very uncommon for archaeologists to find an inscription that mentions the town by name or the king by name. So this was a very significant discovery that identified the city of Ekron. And that's just in 1997. And so verse 6 now. He says he's still talking about the Philistine area along the seacoast there in the coastal plain. The seacoast shall be pastures with shelters for shepherds and folds for flocks. Now, today, that region of Israel along the Mediterranean coast there is very built up and developed. There's major cities along there. In fact, Ashdod that's mentioned here is the sixth largest city in Israel. It's the main seaport of Israel today. 60% of their shipping that comes in and goes out goes in and out through the city of Ashdod. If you Google pictures of Ashdod from a hundred years ago, it's just it's just fields. He asked me how I knew. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Zephaniah, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. God's Word can speak to you in a variety of ways, and it can reach you in a personal way too. Are you learning and growing through this study in Zephaniah? If you'd like to hear more messages from this series, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. While you're visiting our website, you might be interested in learning more about the church that supports this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. You can even come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, visit calvaryec.com for details. You'll also notice a tab for giving and a tab for serving opportunities. Make sure to check those out and think about being a part of this ministry and the church as a whole. If you have questions, give us a call at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. Thanks for listening today to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that cry. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.